Welcome back to the Peric Project. Nobody likes living with uncertainty. In fact, we're told elsewhere that there is no joy like the resolution of uncertainty. In Mishnah 16, Rabbi Gamliel is going to teach us how to live with certainty. And he starts by telling us something that we have heard before. Appoint a teacher for yourself. And then he says, and remove yourself from uncertainty. Roshmelko of Nicholsburg was once asked why he took time out of his Torah studies to go and visit his teacher. And he answered with a new interpretation of the current Mishnah that we are studying. He said, appoint for yourself a teacher and that will remove the doubts of faith. He says a teacher is someone who is able to help us with our doubts in our faith in God and in our faith in our own potential. And he, he, told, he gave the story of Yisroi as an example of this. We're told that Yisroi heard two amazing stories that happened. He heard about the splitting of the sea when the Jews came out of Egypt. And he later heard about Amalek's attack against the Jewish nation. And after he heard the second one about Amalek's attack is when he decided to come and join the Jewish people. Hold on a second. Yisrael, it wasn't enough to hear about the splitting of the sea. You had to wait for the second one. But when he saw that Amalek could attack the Jewish people after they too had seen this incredible miracle of the splitting of the sea, he understood that it's not enough to just see a miracle. A person can see a, a miracle and still remain a, a skeptic. But they have to attach themselves, they have to have a teacher who they can discuss things with and dispel their doubts with. And I'll give you an analogy that just happened in, in my house this, this past week. One of my kids was struggling with, with a subject and I said to them, go and tell your teacher. And their response to me was, I can't tell my teacher that I don't understand anything they're teaching me. And me as the adult was able to explain, was I attempted to, I don't know if I was able to explain, attempted to explain to the, my child that if you don't tell your teacher that you don't understand, you can't possibly hope to get better. And sometimes we need an adult to tell that. And that's what the mission is telling us, that we have to have a teacher, a, ra a, a rabbi, a rebbiton in our life. So because that is what helps us remove uncertainty. Now, the other challenge of having uncertainty in our life is that sometimes when we do something, we're not quite sure, was it right, was it wrong? When we know we did something and it was wrong, then we feel regret. And that regret hopefully spurs us on to change and to do better. But when we live with uncertainty, I'm not sure, was it right, was it not right? That mitigates the but that uncertainty mitigates the, the regret we might feel and it stops us from growing. So the mission is also telling us, have a teacher in your life that will remove uncertainty. So you will know for certain, did I do right or did I do wrong? And you can use that knowledge to inform your future actions. His third piece of advice in this Mishnah is surprising at first sight. He says, do not give excess tithes 
by estimating instead of measuring. Now, what on earth could be wrong with giving more than a ten than ten percent of one one's fruits and grains to charity? What on earth could be wrong with that? So, I'm going to tell you a story which illustrates it. In the town of Kelm, and Kelm was known as as the 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 founding of the Musa movement. The Musa movement was focused on Torah learning specifically to improve one's character. So they had a little general store there that was for all the students there. And they didn't want to bother someone to, to take time off the Torah learning to manage the shop. So it was run on the honor system. So once they went in and they saw that there were there was too much money in the box and they realized what had been happening is that people were paying for things and there wasn't enough change so they would leave the extra there so the altar the 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 rabbi of kelm he, he he shut the shop down and he says the reason why is because if people get into the habit of paying t- too much and not taking the exact change then it may lead that at some point they'll they'll go into the shop and they they won't have enough and they'll underpay and they'll they'll rationalize it to themselves because I overpaid the other time, and I, I I can tell you that that this really resonates with us. Our habit is so powerful. And the Mishnah is telling us again that we have to be exact. We can't just live with estimations. We have to make sure our actions are accurate. In the next Mishnah, Mishnah seventeen, Shimon his son is talking about a rare commodity. He tells us of his experiences. All my days I have been raised amongst the wise and I found nothing better for the body than silence. He's reminding us that our words are so powerful and that when we're in the company of wise people, it's much better to keep quiet and listen and absorb what they are saying. But what type of silence is he talking about here that is good for us? We live in conflict between our, our body and our soul. And while, of course, we have to take care of our body, we have to take care of ourselves, he's telling us that the way to win those conflicts is by silencing the body. For example, if we want to light Shabbat candles at a certain time, whether it's candle lighting time or earlier, and then along comes our body and tells us, actually, I need to do this and I need to do X, Y, Z just beforehand, he's telling us, The way to win this one is just silence the needs of the body and listen to the voice of the soul. And he also is telling us that don't respond to insults. And in fact, this is backed up by science. People that don't allow other people's insights, don't allow these things to agitate them, do much better physically. They're not prone to ulcers and other such stress-related issues. But lest you think that, that listening is most important, he tells us not study, but practice is the main thing. He's reminding us once again that Torah is Torah's Chaim. It's the Torah of life. It has to, it has to govern our everyday, even the most mundane areas of life. A wise person is not someone who has a a lot of knowledge, but someone who is wise because of his actions. And he's also telling us that a lot of times it's very easy to intellectually understand something. But practice, putting it into practice, is much, much harder. And that is the true test. So he's reminding us here again that Torah is not just a system of philosophy, but it's there to regulate and enhance our human behavior. And he concludes by telling us, one who talks excessively 
brings on sin. What does he mean here? And he's bringing us back to the very first day of, crea- of, of mankind's existence when Chavo and Eve told the snake that she wasn't allowed to touch the tree. And the snake pushed her onto the tree and, sh- and said, see, you didn't get harmed. You're not going to get harmed by, by eating from the tree either. And that's how she fell to, um, fell to her temptation. And he's telling us that we, we have to be so careful with our words. They are so powerful. We have to be careful when we use them and how we use them. So we saw how valuable silence can be, but not when it comes to finding a teacher and ensuring that we have certainty in knowing that our actions are correct. Thank you for listening.